Well, well, well. Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we have a very special episode for you today, don't we, Scotty? Always special. Always special to be with you. Uh, today, our Thursday holiday is National Pack Your Lunch Day. Brown bagging it. Brown bagging it. <laughs> I feel like we've done this one before. I feel like I've heard you say that before. Pack your lunch again, day. <laughs> Don't forget, it's National Pack Your Lunch Day. All right. Uh, we'll get the scoreboard stomper. We'll do the flex seal of the week. Notable jabronis. Hall of Fame inductee Ernie Harwell. We'll get the stumper answer. We'll go to church, do some shampoos, and send you on your way. So, without further ado, hit me, baby, one more time with that scoreboard stumper, Scotty. All right, we're doing a a rare kind of inductee today. We're doing a broadcaster uh, inductee. Um, so, we're going to be talking about people who won the Ford C. Frick Award. Uh, I want to know, what was the first year they handed it out? Was it 1972, 1975, or 1978? I'm going to say 72. Okay. I'm going to go back because I feel like it, it had a long history before 72, long enough to start it, and um, just seems like a real white person thing to do <laughs> as early as possible. So I'm going to go with the oldest number there is. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's an award uh, presented to a broadcaster who who um, made major contributions to baseball. So, so someone who made freaking great contributions. Frickin <laughs> you're freaking great. <laughs> you're Robert C. Freaking great. Here's your award. Here's your reward. <laughs> All right. So we'll see what the answer is later. Um, in the meantime, let's get into our flex seal of the week. The super strong waterproof tape. That can instantly patch, bond, seal, and repair. Each week we recognize a franchise transaction that in no way fills the needs of the organization. This week's Flex Seal of the Week is Jacksonville Jaguars' Cam Robinson. He's their left tackle. This is the second straight year they have franchise tagged him. Mm -hmm. And um, as Scotty had presented to me, he he's the 48th. Uh, ranked offensive tackle in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> so he's making $16.6 million for 2022 for being not even a top 30. I just feel like usually you have to be a top 48 player to be considered for tagging. Oh, I mean, <laughs> not 48th at your position. Not 50. <laughs> I'm the 48th best. Um, he has an 86.1% pass block win rate. Um, you know... So yeah, he's he's definitely below average. He's like the Mendoza of Yeah. Football. I mean, I know left tackles are really hard to come by, like great ones, but like I mean, if if you're really serious about continuing to protect Trevor Lawrence or that hot chick Trevor Lawrence, excuse me. Excuse me. Um Well, if he's 48, that means there's at least that means He's the worst left tackle. That means there's like 31 other left tackles and <laughs> and 17. And the other half of the league has a better right tackle. Yeah. Okay. Just so we're getting that clear. And there's only how many teams in the NFL? Exactly. Yes. You got this. Yes. You do the math. Do the math. He's on the bottom quarter. Bottom 25. Franchise tag is second stringer. Yeah. 
<laughs> like this will swerve them. We're going to franchise tag our backup tackle. All right. Moving on to notable jabronis. Uh, we'll start with uh, one that's, you know, kind of an obvious one, a T-ball one lately in the, in the news, which is uh, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Yeah. He um, placed a $1,500 bet. And it's cost him $11 million. It cost him $11 million. He's banned for the entire 2022 season. Um, he was he was like off that week or something like that. He was off that week and he was recovering at home and made a bet on FanDuel. <laughs> yes, I'd like to make a bet. My name is Calvin Ridley. <laughs> My home address is... Oh God! He's probably like, remember me from the Atlanta Falcons? Are the Atlanta Falcons still relevant right now? <laughs> Yeah, boy. Well, he's no longer relevant for 2022, at least. Well, Calvin Ridley, you're in luck. Something even stupider happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> Professional golfer John Rahm. Yeah. He missed a record-breaking 10-inch putt. Yeah, at a par 3 at Bay Hill, the Ar- Ar- Arnold Palmer Invitational. <laughs> Shortest putt ever missed. In competitive play. <laughs> as well as becoming the first man that will ever be triggered forever by the term 10 inches. Yeah. <laughs> Trending downward. Most guys would be flattered by the nickname. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is PGA, t- uh, PGA Tour tweeted the miss with, uh, there are no gimmies on the PGA Tour. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He proved it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We done with you, John. All right, right. we're done with you, man. You're, he's the world number one, though. <laughs> oh boy. Worth noting. I mean, he got he got uh, pro golf on the on the Jabroni map. Yeah, yeah. He's you know we're back visiting golf for a second. Really, he's like uh, <laughs> he's a trailblazer of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, no thanks. All right, we're done with you. Anyway, Packers front office. Yay! Packers front office. We're always talking about the Packers and uh, notable jabronis, it seems. Even in the offseason, mm-hmm. they just gave Aaron Rodgers a big old contract. Yeah, like four, uh, four years, $200 million. A man that not only lied about his vaccination status to everyone, but as well, you know, criticized the coaching staff, criticized the front office for not drafting properly or running the roster properly. Um, yeah, I mean... The Karen Rogers side of him won. Karen Rogers just got himself a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, good job, Packers front office. We are officially done with Way you. Way to bow to a terrorist. <laughs> All right. Speaking of suits, our one last notable jabroni is Rob Manfred. Yeah, he will continue to be jabronized until there's a deal made to get baseball back on track. Um, we are looking at another week of games being canceled. Um, these deadlines are be- getting really annoying, um, knowing that all all the players want is an equal share of the stake since they are the product. And here we are. <laughs> uh, owners don't want to minor- pay minor leaguers anymore. It's opening day has been canceled. This just sucks. <laughs> So we're done with you, Rob, man. God, yeah, nothing good to say about I you, I just, man. like, I'm done with it. Yeah, you suck. I'm done with you. I'm done with it. All right, moving on to our Hall of Fame inductee, Ernie Harwell. 
William Ernest Harwell was born January 25, 1918, in Washington, Georgia. As a child, Ernie gravitated towards baseball, and he became the visiting bat boy for the Double A Atlanta Crackers at the age of five. <laughs> at 16, Harwell was disappointed by the lack of coverage given to the Atlanta baseball scene by the Sporting News, the publication at the time. Hoping to seem older than 16, Ernie signed his letters to Sporting News as W. Ernest Har Harwell, but Sporting News was impressed by his samples and invited him to write for them regularly. Harwell attended <laughs> Emory University while working part-time for the Atlanta Constitution Sports Department. As a senior, he made his radio debut, landing a job as sports director at the 50,000-watt station WSB. Hosting a twice-nightly sports program, Ernie interviewed the likes of Ty Cobb, Ted Williams, and Connie Mack. After college, Ernie would serve four years in the Marines, and after his discharge, he came to be the play-by-play -play broadcaster for the Crackers. In 1948, the Brooklyn Dodgers needed to temporarily replace their broadcast personality, Red Barber, and reached out to Harwell. Crackers owner, Earl Mann, was willing to let Ernie go, but for a price. A price indeed. In the only trade of its kind, and yet to be duplicated... Unprecedented. <laughs> yes, indeed. The Dodgers sent their third-string catcher, Cliff Dapper, to the Atlanta Crackers in exchange for play-by-play -play announcer Ernie Harwell. Yes, Cliff Dapper. <laughs> Legendary. There's a trivia. Yeah. He'd officially joined the Dodgers broadcast crew on August 4th, 1948. The following year, Ernie added television to his regular duties. Two men did radio and one man did television. Ernie made the move from the Brooklyn Dodgers to the New York Giants in 1950 and found himself in what he dubbed, quote, the most thrilling moment of my baseball career. The Giants and the Dodgers had tied for the pennant that year and landed them themselves in a three-game playoff. Ernie was given the TV duties for Game 3, which would be broadcast coast-to-coast. Coast. Unfortunately, Ernie's partner, Russ Hodges, famous call of the shot heard round the world. The Giants were the pennant! The Giants were the pennant! Went on to be immortalized. Years later, Harwell commented, quote, Television had no instant replay, no recording in those days. Only Mrs. Harwell knows that I did the telecast of Bobby Thompson's home run. <laughs> <laughs> in 1954, Ernie accepted the lead broadcast role for the newly added Baltimore Orioles, formerly the St. Louis Browns, who famously went 54 and 100 in their first season. <laughs> it, was it was in 1960 that Ernie finally nailed down the broadcast role to call home with the Detroit Tigers. George Kelly, who had played for the Orioles, recommended Ernie. Harwell said, I came and that was it. Over the next 42 years, Harwell was the voice of the Tigers. The Tigers. The Tigers. With his low-key delivery and southern drawl, and ability to switch between radio and TV, he was a fan favorite. Harwell was also busy outside of baseball. He also wrote pop music. 66 songs written by Ernie were recorded by various artists in the mid-60s. <laughs> But none were hits. Harwell quipped, quote, Needless to say, I have more no-hitters than Nolan Ryan. <laughs> He's a rapper, too. Dude, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, this guy's funny. Harwell's essay, The Game for All America, originally published by the Sporting News, is considered a classic of baseball literature. From 1985 to 2007, Ernie wrote and published eight books and had a room at the Detroit Public Library 
dedicated to him and his wife, Lulu. The room houses Harwell's collection of baseball memorabilia, which is valued at over $2 million. Hot damn. Ernie Harwell's final broadcast came on September 29th, 2002. Some of his most famous calls known to Tigers fans were, quote, called out for excessive window shopping on called strikeouts, or, quote, he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. <laughs> for, also for called strikeouts. Harwell continued to make appearances on Wednesday Night Baseball and Tigers broadcasts over the following years. But in 2009, he announced he had been diagnosed with incurable cancer. On May 4th, 2010, Ernie passed away surrounded by family and his wife, Lulu. He was set to receive the Vin Scully Lifetime Achievement Award on May 5th. Ernie had considered Scully to be the best broadcaster of all time. In accepting on Ernie's behalf, Al Kaling commented, We Tigers fans respectfully disagree. <laughs> Ernie Harwell is undoubtedly a legend, but with the light of baseball dwindling, it's fitting to read the verse Ernie would have broadcast at the opening of a new baseball season. The, the quote is, For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of birds has come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. Ernie Harwell, truly a legend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Well, he, he died the day before he's supposed to get the Vince Coley Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What a crazy life. Yeah, the Tigers. <laughs> Detroit Tigers. Also. <laughs> Still, I'm never, never going to go over the fact that there was a, a baseball team, the, the Atlanta Crackers. I knew it. <laughs> so er, er, Ernie Harwell was actually fired in the middle, in the early 90s. The, t the radio station wanted to go a different direction with their broadcast, and fans like lost their shit. So they put, started putting up like billboards like with Ernie's face on, be like, bring back Ernie, like, yeah. demand, like buying public ads. And uh, they brought him back in 1993. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he like went out to Anaheim and did some like stuff, but like, Mitch Album even like really like wrote about it in the paper for him. <laughs> like, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. All right. Well, while you're full of dropping eggs of knowledge, why don't you hit me with that stumper answer? I'm feeling fricky fresh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give me that freaking stumper <laughs> answer. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, Ernie Harwell won the Ford C Frick Award in 1984. Uh, he was also inducted in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, so. Uh, I wanted to know what was the first year they handed that out. Was it 1972, 1975, or 1978? I said 72. 78. 78. Yeah, I went high again this week. I wanted to see if you go high again this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, button hook me. I didn't know you were going to Well, the first person to actually win it was uh, Red Barber, who um, Ernie Harwell replaced temporarily. Red Barber had a bleeding ulcer so that's why that's why ernie harwell got the job tragic so red barber won it for the yeah and then mel allen won it that year they gave it to two guys that year but harwell won it soon after that's great all right moving on to church um we'll start with coach as he liked to be called Prime? Deion Sanders. <laughs> uh, so, remember, we were making fun of him because he wanted to be compared to Nick Saban. Yeah. You don't call Nick Saban Nick Saban. 
Yeah, you're not Nick Saban. Yeah, you're not Nick Saban. But maybe someday. But in the meantime, Deion Sanders, thoughts and prayers, my friend. You are you're having two toes removed. Yeah, he had to have two toes removed due to blood clots from a botched foot surgery. Yikes. So feel bad for him, man. I know. You're taking prime's priminess away. I mean, we're talking about one of the fastest to ever. Most famous, fastest people in history. Yeah. Well will not never, you know. He's done. His running days are over. Ran his 40, got back in his Lambo, and drove away. All right. So, thoughts and prayers, Dion. Dion, miss you, Hope Prime. For, uh, Go Jackson State. Fast recovery, yeah. All right. Uh, thoughts and prayers also to, you've probably heard, Brittany Griner. Mm hmm. Uh, Brittany Griner was a- arrested in Russia a month ago. Uh, she had some, like, hash cartridges for a vape pen and they they sent out her the Russian media sent out her mug shot and it's just like okay she looks she looks okay but former Naismith like women's Naismith award winner and you know Baylor great you know uh, it, it could carry a sentence of up to 10 years in in Russia it's just terrifying imagine can we like she's 31 Seven-time WNBA All-Star and two-time Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, jeez. Um, can we extricate her? Like, can we get her? Like, she's an American treasure. We need her back. Yeah, we need her back. All right, and then also uh, thoughts and prayers to the family of Katie Meyer, uh, Stanford women's soccer team goalie. Um, I guess it came back that she died from self-inflicted wounds of some sort um yeah so thoughts and prayers to her family and you know if you ever need help you call somebody yeah call somebody talk to somebody it's okay to not be okay all right we'll try to recover with some shampoo um yamir jaeger yamir jaeger amazing uh nhl scoring phenom Legend at this point, he's like, how, I mean, he's he like, played for so he's long. the Wade Boggs of hockey. He's like, <laughs> I was gonna say like John Crook, but yeah, he's just been around forever. Um, he hosted a game uh, in Prague where the, the proceeds would go to Ukrainian families seeking asylum in the Czech Republic, uh, and it was a sellout. It was fourteen thousand five hundred people showed up to this thing. Uh, so, cheers to him, shampoo to him for raising money, getting people, getting help out there for people who need it. Shampoo to you. Yeah. Shampoo. All right. Also, shampoo to Poppy. Pop. Popovich. The um, Hacker Shack creator. Shampoo. <laughs> Shack creator. He created it. Um, Monday, he won against the Lakers and moved into a tie for most wins, most NBA wins the head coach. Shampoo! Um, so, I mean, by the time this runs, he'll probably be the all-time leader. Yeah. So, shampoo to you! Shampoo. Yeah. I mean, not Red Auerbach, not Phil Jackson, not Rick Adelman. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> now, Pop, uh... What would you call him earlier? The Belichick of basketball? Yeah, I mean, he just, he just wins. Yeah. And he does it in the no-nonsense kind of way. Not flashy. He just does what it takes to win. He'll, he'll foul Shaq right off the tip. If yeah. that's what it takes to win the game. You yep. Know? The Shaqtus. Does what the it Shaq-tus. takes. Love All you, right. Pop. 
So shampoo to you, Greg Popovich. Shampoo! Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sportsball. You can also find us on Twitter at LSportsball. That's at the letter L, Sportsball. Make sure to become a member of our Facebook group, The Best and Worst of Twitter, a subsidiary of Trevbook, to join the conversation and revel in sport in real time. Tune in Thursday, March 24th, as we induct the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, in a very special episode at an, um, Jungle Gym Studio. Bring yourself a plate of ribs. Here in Cincinnati, Ohio, so yeah. Thank you once again for listening to Legends of Sports Ball. May the sports be with you. Always. Always.